So I want to walk you through a little exercise to begin this sermon. And I want to ask you to focus your attention on our beautiful stained glass chalice. And really focus all of your attention on it. Really pay attention to what it looks like. Just narrow your focus right into the chalice. What does it look like? Even how it makes you feel, whatever. But that's the only thing that you see right now. And now, I want to ask you to soften your focus a little bit and widen it out. And now you can close your eyes if you want, or you can keep your eyes open as long as you need. But open up your focus, your sense of focus to include this entire sanctuary. Might be easier with your eyes closed. The chalice is still in the center, but now you're aware of the entire sanctuary. I want to ask you to move that focus even further out into the entire grounds, this church, the entire grounds of our church, as if you're on 22, maybe. Still that chalice is there, but your much larger vision perspective. Of course, as you might imagine, Lift it out over to Harford County. Now you're probably using some imagination, but let your focus go out to Harford County. And then all of Maryland. Then perhaps the United States or the continental Americas. and move out into the world. That chalice is still there somewhere. And now we move ourselves back into continental US, back into Maryland, back into Harford County, and then Route 22 and the church into the sanctuary, back to the chalice. The exercise of going from the intense focus out is a softening of focus in interplay is called easy focus. And we're going to be talking about the elements of easy focus today. Cynthia Winton Henry and Phil Porter, founders of Body Wellness Incorporated, name easy focus as an essential interplay tool. Interplay is a global movement designed to generate wise and affirming being in community through creative interaction and play. And the three August sermons are around different concepts of this this form of being, this global movement to transform our world. 
Easy focus, states the description from Body Wisdom Incorporated, refers to the ability to widen our focus, relax our bodies in the process, use all of our senses, not just our vision, and to put ourselves in the middle of a setting rather than observing it from the outside. When we gentle ourselves into an easy focus, we take off the edge of judgment. We temper the urgency of definition and having something to have to be a certain way. And we engage our understanding that many things are happening at the same time, things even that we had not considered. It may seem out of place, even insensitive, to be speaking of easy focus, stepping back and letting things be larger than our immediate need with all that's going on in the world these days. How can this possibly alleviate the seemingly endless quagmire in Gaza? The bloodshed, the hatred, the demonization, the military aggression... How can stepping back address the threatening hegemony of ISIS in Syria and Iraq, targeting those deemed non-believers for exile, forced conversion, or death? How can refraining from reaction ease the deluge of thousands of children and youth coming to U.S. borders for refuge or escape? Or the Ebola outbreak? And who's going to listen to appeals for a wider view when yet another unarmed black teenager has been shot down and killed? Because clearly, the way we've been doing things is not working. Our impulse to action is generated by habitual response and judgment, and we stay in these dysfunctional patterns. Clearly, we must discipline ourselves toward letting go of whatever it is that we're grasping that is creating a chokehold on humanity's ability to coexist. The discipline of easy focus may help train us into surprising perspectives that could transform the way we do things. A powerful illustration is offered by a group of scientists who wanted to study a specific species of African monkey. It's important that the monkeys were unharmed. I told this story before, some of you have heard it. They decided to put some food in long neck bottles and secure the bottles to the ground. After setting up several bottles in an area that these monkeys were known to frequent, the scientists waited and watched far enough away so that they would not be detected. When the monkeys found the food, they would thrust an arm into the bottle and grab hold of the food. The fist could not make it back through the long neck of the bottle. So the monkeys were easily caught, so close to their own freedom, yet unable to let go of what they were holding on to. In Buddhism, there is a phrase known as monkey mind, It's a phrase that points to our reactive mode of being, to being ruled by our obsessions, what we grab onto, our delusions, our attachments. 
This is not to denigrate monkeys, but to point out that at times we need to temper our impulses with the wisdom of detachment, to move out of our own emotional traps, to step away from our habit of mind, our immediate urgings, and enter into clarity of purpose. If we're ruled by our emotions or attachments or ego needs, we are not free. We are just as caught as those monkeys in that long neck bottle grab. So easy focus is not always easy. It can be hard to let go of our self-importance. It can be hard to acknowledge that we do not have the whole picture. It can be hard to release the pull of the drama of me. Another familiar bit of animal folklore can guide us further. It's the one where if you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water, the frog will jump right out or clamor out as best it can. But if you place it gently in a pot of sort of tepid, warm, kind of cozy water and turn the heat on low, but that it keeps rising in temperature, very slowly it will float there and enjoy the rising temperature, easing into the environment until it is boiled to death. When I heard of Robin Williams' suicide, I was overtaken by grief. Someone who had given so much to so many. One who has given the gift of easy focus time and time again. One who I'm sure has saved lives with the gift of laughter. Took his own life. Depression is powerful and obviously sometimes deadly. A simple exercise of easy focus cannot remedy such a state of mind. But I do wonder about the imbalance of his life and sadly recognize he has added a cautionary tale as part of the guidance of his life, staying in an environment until it killed him. This does not take away the immeasurable treasure of his life work, but I hope it helps us all take well-being for self and other more to heart. Robin Williams was a trickster in our culture, an artisan who could surprise us into deeper understanding of ourselves. One of the forms of the trickster is the comedian or the fool. We're parodied, goaded, teased, and made fun of until we forgive our foibles enough to heal them or discard postures of pompous or controlled being that have no real truth to them. A trickster tends to leave no one unscathed, for no one is immune from looking deeper and getting healthier about the sense of their selves. Laughter is a complex response that involves many of the same skills used in solving problems. Philosopher John Muro believes that the first human laughter may have begun as a gesture of shared relief 
at the passing of danger. And since the relaxation that results from a bout of laughter inhibits the biological fight-or-flight response, laughter may indicate trust in one's companions. We need more of this, much more, to open to ways of being beyond fight, flight, or freeze, to pause before impulsive behavior, to be willing to see beyond our immediate surroundings. So thank you, Robin Williams, for the health you encouraged in others, and may you now be immersed in the joy of being. With easy focus in your spiritual toolkit, you can step back from the environment you are in or have created and hopefully see it differently. Learning from it, perhaps breaking a spell you're in, or catch a glimpse of a compulsion or an addiction, or see that you're better than you think, or have more resources available than you assumed. It's about letting ourselves be where and who we are with the affirmation of being alive and able to make choices. Sometimes we do need to zero in on a challenge or make a clear decision or assess a situation and act. Sometimes a strong focus is needed, but it's important to carry with us the humility of knowing that we do not contain the whole picture. Easy focus also allows for imperfection in the flow of intentional being. Maya Angelou, poet and wise one, once said, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. There's a phrase in interplay as we do stuff, we notice them, and we let them go. We do stuff, we notice them, and we let them go. That way, whatever is working in you has a chance to incubate, to become the more that it is, without the control, without the need, without the grab, to make it work. You let it go a little. You see the wisdom of it if you just ease, ease off. I mean, most of us know this when we're trying to think of something, we can't think of it, and then four hours later, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what, you know, it's, you have to just sometimes do stuff. Notice it and let it go. Be where you are. Trust where you are and know that there's more. The Tao Te Ching, an ancient text written over 2,500 years ago, speaks of the quality of easy focus in our daily lives. Words from chapter 67, translated by Stephen Mitchell, read, I have just three things to teach. Simplicity, patience, compassion. These three are your greatest treasures. Simple in actions and in thoughts, you return to the source of being. Patient with both friends and enemies, you accord with the way things are. Compassionate toward yourself, you reconcile all beings in the world. 
Stepping back from a hard focus, we can simply see where we are. Refraining from impulsive judgment, we can ease into a richer perspective and let ourselves be where we are. Knowing more is brewing underneath the surface and in and all around us. We can find ourselves as part of the world, forming and reforming itself in interdependent being. We can come to problems differently. We can see ourselves in the world differently. We can get off from the habit of negativity and hopelessness and find the beauty therein. Now there's a gesture that we're taught. It's a kind of a silly gesture, but actually it does help once you know what easy focus is. And the way it's taught in interplay is you take one of your hands, just if you would be so kind, those who would be willing to, and sort of you know make it in a little bit of a, I don't know what this is, a little, what, it, what would you call it? A, a what? A, a flower. Yeah, make it into a little flower. And then you put the little flower right in, in you know, the third eye here, and you roll it around a little, and then you go, wee! So that's where when you go, wee! It's like, okay, easy focus. Get off whatever you're doing. And sometimes the people that know this, and they say it to each other, because we often don't see, you know, the water we're in, right? So somebody else will go, wah! You know, just, okay, okay, I'll let it go. Easy focus. So may you find, as Richard Carlson described in this morning's reading, a softer, graceful path that makes life seem easier and the people in it more compatible, including yourself. And in this way, we will spread out the good affirmation of life in its fullness step by step, person by person, heart by heart. So may it be. Amen.